So we are back again for another episode of Mad About Sports. Number 18. Number 18, this is it. We you didn't you know let's, what 18 is about. I do. Let's introduce our... My name is Nicole Madison. And I'm David A. Madison. And this is episode 18. 18 is very special to me. And to me. Uh, that was my football number. And if you look at my license plate, it's damn 18. Why are you telling your license plate, though? <laughs> Somebody might see me on the streets. And Somebody say, might stalk you. <laughs> well, it's stalkers with, out here. With the pandemic, I don't go very much. That's true. Anyway, um, I played number 18 when I played soccer. I know that. Yeah, so we both played 18. I didn't want the number 18. You wanted 18, though, right? Certainly. Uh, I inherited, actually. I wanted 18 because of my best friend, uh, Calvin Smith, who's uh, two years older than I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he graduated uh, from Scranton Tech, we talked about that last week. Right. His number was 18, and I was wearing, I guess I was a sophomore, I was wearing number 41. So uh, he was 18, and my other friend was uh, Butch Jackson, was 17. I was 18. Uh, the late uh, Kevin Parker was 21, and my Best friend, Rollins Smith, was 20. So there was only about four or five, five blacks on the team, and our numbers were kind of together. Right. Um, I didn't want the number 18. I came late to practice. They okay. gave it to me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Because, like, 23 is my number. I know that. I'm born yeah, on the 23rd. Yeah, right, right. Mike was 23. Like, I love 23. And believe it or not, if you look at my birthday, mm-hmm. I was born on the 1st of August, mm-hmm. 1-8. I mean, we don't do dates that way. It'd be like 8-1. Some, like, pl- some, some places do. do. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, and probably back in your day, they did dates like that. No. Okay. <laughs> I was just checking. But yeah, but, so um, we both ended up as 18. Right. And so now 18 is like my favorite number. Mine too. So. And here we are in episode number 18. Right, exactly. <laughs> so is, that's our little and intro. It's, and it's going to be a super one. Right, exactly. A lot has happened. It's been a busy seven week. days. <laughs> it's been a busy week, man. It's been it's been a great week actually, and it a has, sad week. It has been. It has been. Um, so before we get into anything about all of this stuff, I wanted to say I noticed something on the internet that said that uh, there were speculations about Don Stanley. I seen that also. I sent it to you because I could. Yes. I was like, yo, Dad really said this before it even happened, and then boom. She's like meeting with the Sixers. <laughs> well, we are on top of things, you and I. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and we have good insight about sports. Right. You, I just couldn't believe. Once I saw that, I was like, what? So it took me back a minute. I'm glad. So I just wanted to get that out the way before. I think that it'll be a great move for the Sixers. I think it'll be a great thing for the NBA. Yeah. And um, I think Don Staley would do a fine job. Right. I think she would, too. So, I'm I'm pulling for her. Me, too. Um, You want to talk about the NBA since we're still on it? Yeah. One of the things that uh, got to my attention earlier this week about the NBA, besides the fact that they uh, banded together around the the latest craziness of shooting that occurred outside of Milwaukee, but the one thing that really got to me, I was... Uh, listening to the uh, shooting guard for the um, Los Angeles Clippers. You're talking about Paul George? Paul George. Mm -hmm. And it was like in a slump. Actually, he was having some psychological parts. He had to end up talking to uh, one of the psychologists 
uh, that were was in the bubble, right? Because of the isolation. I was going to say that and, they're really like, in and a they've whole been in there year. for the last three or four months, mm-hmm. and that being away from your family, isolated there for that period of time. Right. Uh, some individuals have psychological problems before they even go into the bubble, let alone, uh, and that their support systems that might allow them to work through that. Not there. Not there. So he talked, and in the first couple of games, he was looked like he was lost on on, on yeah. the basketball court. He definitely, yeah, he just wasn't all the way there. So he 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 thought sought out uh, some treat uh, counsel mm-hmm. and uh, came back and looked strong. He does now, look, a I'm, lot better. I'm happy for him. Me too, and I'm actually glad that they have like psychologists on site in the bubble for sure. Because I can't imagine being like, even though they're not really alone, because there's like all of them there, like they are away from their family. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of them have kids, like wives, things like that, and it's like they also lost their freedom in a way because they're not allowed to leave the bubble either. And even prior to, they probably were like, you know, I go to the store and things like that. Like they were probably, you know. Doing the same things, just living their life how they want to live it. And right. How they, they can't. So they can't, I can't get, imagine. They can't get any lemon uh, flavored chicken wings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they, that's what I'm saying. They're probably flying on planes, doing whatever. Right. And now they can't. Like now they're trapped in Orlando, all the places. And I, you know, I have I had thoughts that looked at it as being like the modern day plantation, right. where uh, the slaves. When slavery was there, uh, they were fixed on a certain area that they couldn't go, which is called a plantation. Right. And and even in modern day, when I was coming up in mm-hmm. Scranton, they had redlining right. and th- where blacks could only Black move in certain surface, areas yeah. and all that. And uh, that was a, like a plantation. No, so, absolutely. you know, it's, 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 I don't like to say that, but some of the circumstances that uh, is happening today. We can't call them slaves because they make a lot of money, but the restrictions and and they're still doing entertainment. Right. I mean, the big thrust was for them getting those TV dollars. Exactly. Television is entertainment. Right. Absolutely. So that was one of the uh, roles of slaves back then to entertain the slave master. No, that is true. You are right about that. So, Except this time they're getting paid. They're getting paid a lot of money. Biggest difference. Yes. Um, and look, and they're doing something about it. I was going to say, and they're, they're, I was just about to say, and they're being impactful. Right. Because them coming together and deciding to boycott the games or, yeah, and take a stance, they started it and all of the other leagues. You know, I get, I'm getting chills right now because of the fact that what the Milwaukee Bucks did, right, willing to forfeit a game. Not only they right. they were willing to forfeit that game as a right. loss, exactly, and to have uh, a conversation with some people in uh, Wisconsin about this situation, right. But to have other teammates, teams Stand to follow, then. Yeah. Other leagues. That was the best part, yeah. <sighs> Especially like hockey. Hot, when they, I right. didn't think they were going to do it. I didn't think the fact was going to do it either. I mean, there's only a handful of black folk out right, there. Exactly. And, right there. and then I feel like the hockey players are cool with like police officers. You know what I mean? Like that's their, this is right up their alley. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like, um, that mentality. Them, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for them to, to take a stance too was like that really was, powerful. That was really noble. Yeah. I, I, that, that, that made me feel really good about the possibility of this 
particular movement Absolutely. that is happening. It's not just a motion. Uh, this this is possibly have the the making of a movement. Right. So, and I'm really glad that athletes have come together, and now they've taken steps. Uh, you and I need to take steps. Yeah. Uh, everyone has to start looking at what they can do. Absolutely. And bring something to the table. Exactly. To get so. less serious, I want to talk about the Heat because Jimmy Butler was killing it. Jimmy Butler was out of sight. I was yeah. watching a game last night, yeah. and JB was jamming. Right? <laughs> Man. <laughs> JB was I'm jamming. I'm so mad because he left. <laughs> My God. He was. He had a, a soft jumper. Mm-hmm. He had threes. He was taking it to the hoop. Yeah. I said, JB, are you with me? Yeah, he's there. Yes. He's trying to. Yes. Get out the east. <laughs> I feel that um, JB and, and, and the Miami team looks, uh, Miami Heat is going to put some heat on somebody. Absolutely. Damn. I don't think they were ready for the heat to be this powerful. I, I didn't see them that much this year. Right. So I really couldn't make an evaluation of what type of game they had. I know JB could ball. He right, balled with, he balled with Chicago. He balled with, with Minneapolis. Yeah. And then he balled with the Sixers. And uh, But he, he looked like he was a temperamental type of guy. Yeah, he looks like he's ready for whatever. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like if you hit him, he's yeah, there. He's He'll meet he's, you there he's, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> meet you back. Absolutely. So. But I'm glad he has this role um, with the Heat because he's killing it. Yes, it's, he does. He's fitting in. He's getting right where he needs to be. That's. I'm happy for him. Me too. I'm sad for the Sixers, but right. what can I say? That's all. When I was looking at the highlights, because I fell asleep in the middle. Like I fell asleep in the third quarter of that game. So I was watching some highlights this morning. I was just like, man, we really had him. Right. <laughs> I, I believe that was the fun, well, that was the most games ever, most points he's ever scored. Yeah. But that was the most all-around game from what I've seen of Jimmy Butler. Oh, absolutely. JB was killing it. Absolutely. And your Dodgers? My Dodgers had the best... Record in baseball. Plus, they hit the most home runs in the major league mm-hmm. history for one month. I know, isn't? It? I saw that. They're smacking the cover off that bass baseball. They are. I'm jealous. Well, again, they'll they'll be an Astra if they do take it to the. No, but it's cool because you don't even want them to win. I remember. I heard you. you you're right. You're damn maybe right. The Phillies, maybe the Phillies will come through. And- Phillies are playing good ball. They're playing okay. It depends on the day. They're very wishy-washy. Well, some the, days they're good. Some days it's like, did you show up? Did you forget you had a game today? It's very difficult because of the fact that they may not, in the back of their mind, know whether or not they're going to be playing the next next day because of the virus. But that's not... you got to stay ready. So you don't got to <laughs> get ready. True. You know what I mean? That's Always true. stay ready. Especially if this is a game. This is a game you're getting paid for. you got to stay ready. Right. Uh... If you not if if it ends up not happening, that's cool. I was ready. Well, <laughs> as I, the the Phillies look good. I've seen them a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing solid baseball. Uh, uh, they, their pitching staff and their yeah is still a little questionable. Oh, that's the worst part about it. Uh, but their bats are live. Yeah. Bryce Harper is hitting the ball. I mean, he's getting paid. That's he. That's what I was about to say. He's getting paid yeah. enough for but it. But he's he's playing good baseball. Which is um, good. Well, it's about time. 
You know, because last year, it's last like year, we gave look, him that huge contract and nothing happened. I was just yeah. like, wow, we wasted a lot of money, huh? You could have stayed with the Nationals for all that. <laughs> he wish he did. <laughs> National took National got a World Series. Right. It, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, yeah. you, you left. You didn't even do nothing here. He wished he had stayed with the Nationals, too. I know too. he did. He's from there, too. So Is he from the D.C. area? I think so. Okay. I, I think he was, like, born, raised, and played there, and that's... Well, my, maybe Mike, Mike Trout may come to back to Philadelphia. He's from, he likes the air, yeah. but they pay him a lot of money out and and with the Angels. Yeah, that's He's, the thing. Yeah. They be getting paid, paid. Big money, guaranteed money. That's that's the main. And that and that is one of the points that is that makes the NBA players mm-hmm. much more stronger than maybe the NFL uh, players. When they come into uh, conversations with the owners, yeah. plus they're they're a smaller group of people. Yeah, uh, they are much more visible for people, so I think people can relate to them. But yeah. because their money's guaranteed, like baseball, baseball, right. football players' money's not guaranteed. That's okay. So fact. they're questionable about their movement. Not even that, but there's a lot of football players. There's like 50 people on the team, mm-hmm. and then like. Their lifespan isn't long. Oh, not their lifespan period, yeah, but, but like their playing, playing days. Their playing days are about yeah. 3.5 years. It's exactly. not long. That's not long. Basketball, you could play for a minute. Thinking about the NFL. Mm-hmm. How about those Eagles? How about that Jason Hurt? I know. Vince <laughs> <Guns> went down. <laughs> Already. Already. Uh, boy, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. The Eagles are in my second team. I'm glad you're being honest. I'm honest. Uh, they'll, they'll never replace the Steelers. Understood. And I've been here for 35 years in Philadelphia. Okay. So, but when Jalen Hurts came on the squad mm-hmm. and he went down with the... Wentz went down? Wentz went down. Yeah. He didn't... Oh, I couldn't believe it was that fast. I knew he was going to go down. I just didn't know it was going to be this soon. I am... I said, my God. Yep. It's showtime. It is. This is his time. <laughs> wow. This is his time. Watch him show out. He's going to. Because this is, I feel like as a backup, when you get the opportunity, you got to take advantage. You have to show out. You have to play like, like you're getting paid, paid, and this is the last day you, you're going to get that check. Like you have to show out. <laughs> and I don't think, and this is my assumption, mm-hmm. my assumption, I don't know if Wentz could handle that type of pressure. Do you remember Foles? Dad Foles. Foles. I'm thinking about that basketball. I know. He's still trash. He's still trash. No, he can't play. He can't. I mean, I I watched him. He that shot's terrible. It is. I'm not missing him. I'm not. Jesus. Foles. Foles. He he was a a, a, Foles. He couldn't handle his pressure. No, that no, No. he was still injured. Foles couldn't handle the pressure. He can't be a starter. That's the problem with Nick Foles. He can't handle deep being a starter. And and Wentz can't handle the stay, pressure of maybe being and, and staying a starter. Right. <laughs> so that's going to be the hard part. Now this young man, he's ready. Jalen, yep, could handle the pressure. He's been in national championship games. That's that's a difference because Wentz never made it that far. And he's playing a. Large crowd. Yeah, this is not new for him. No, no, this young man is ready. I think. Yeah, he's I'm ready. Excited. You were waiting for this. You're like, you saw my man. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, 
I'm really psyched about the starting of the season. Me too. And then the other Jalen is also hurt. Jalen Rager. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know very much about him. It looked like it's pretty serious. They did an MRI on yeah, him. So, and it's a shoulder. Yeah. And, um, he might be out for the season. When, you start, when you're a wide receiver mm-hmm. and your shoulder is, is uh, damaged, right. uh, that's, that's part of catching the football. Yeah, that's your job. Yeah. How are you going to reach up? Reach for up and get it, it right. exactly. If your shoulder is messed up, did you see though? There, the link is going to make um, a voting their stadium I, a voting site. I want the link to open up their stadium. Mm-hmm. I want Citizen Bank to open up their stadium. I want Wells Fargo. I want all of those uh, in venues to open up their stadium for voting. Right. I know that um, the Dodgers are opening up Dodger Stadium. Yeah. The Staples Center is opening up their facilities. Yeah. I believe that that if 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 they're talking about slowing down the postage, right. uh, trying to rig and suppress voting, and having not very many voting booths open, it, yeah. If you could have voting in the link. Mm-hmm. Lincoln holds 65,000 people in the stands. Right. So if you have to wait, at least you could be sitting down. Exactly. There's, if there's a place to sit. If you're at Citizen Bank, you, there's you 40,000 people at Citizen Bank. You could sit down. Mm-hmm. There's at least 20,000 people that you can fit in Wells Fargo. Right. So at least you're sitting. If you're going to be waiting, at least you're sitting. Exactly. Give people a number. Exactly. So it's good that they're doing it. I'm, I'm thrilled about it. I'm, I'm glad that... Uh, they're moving forward as a community absolutely to make sure that um, this this vote uh, this election can get off and be legitimized absolutely and then did you see the Ravens they they like sent over a letter to the senator about George Floyd hopefully all this from all the pressure I'm hoping from like football baseball all of that I'm hoping that'll get people. Well, when you start looking at these organizations and you have to look at, it's just like in, in, in America. Mm-hmm. America's broken up into classes. Right. The lower class, the middle class, and the upper class. Right. And the, uh, the upper class who are the owners, uh, and, and they're billionaires, and they no doubt about it, uh, have the ear of some of these legislators because they're donating a lot of money. Exactly. And they could, you know, they're, they're lobbyists. Right. And with that type of money, you could be a lobbyist in your in your own right. Mm-hmm. Um, the players are part of the middle class, and they're the, the product. Right. And they're asking for change. Yeah. And the fans... Who we are are should de- de- should demand that right exactly so hopefully because of all this because of the players demanding stuff and then the owners being there that maybe it'll push for something and more. the fans saying if you don't do that we're not coming to the game right well we can't come to the game anyway anyway yeah so that's why I'm hoping that yeah. because the players are doing so much right. making so much noise well that the owners will be like well I mean hopefully my product isn't isn't happy I don't need them sitting out because that's going to hold up my money. With with the way uh, we have with the the media, mm-hmm. and um, there's these uh, players are on Facebook and they have their own brand, yeah. and they're and they have a lot of people on there. So they're the fans that are feeding into that. So they have, as I said, mm-hmm. as, as a uh, layer or tier type of process. Right. The fans are generating that energy 
for the players to, to generate keep going. exactly to pressure like building up yeah to pressure, the pressure the, there. right yeah. the owners. I like that yeah it's a domino effect. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you want to hop into I've got a PhD in uh, bonology. You do. You want to hop into. <laughs> you want to hop into sports history. Yes, uh, I think that we're, we're, since we're talking about the events that went on this past week with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and how they put a domino effect into action when they were deciding to uh, not forfeit their game mm-hmm. and. We were just we talked about how it went spread around sports in general. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, my history about um, protests, and I'll be very brief with a couple of them. Uh, I'm looking at uh, the 1968 Olympics with um, John Carlos and mm-hmm. Tommy Smith protesting after they won their uh, Olympic event. It was boycotted off off the Olympics because okay. of the injustices that were going on. Right. But prior to that, mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was probably the greatest basketball player at the time, boycotted yeah. the 68 Olympics. He didn't play on the basketball team. Oh, see, that's good too. And that came from a conference that was held in 1967 mm-hmm. with Jim Brown, Bill Russell, right. uh, Muhammad Ali. They were supporting Muhammad Ali because, stance of, because of the okay, draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that all came out. Got it. And the last one is to the late, great John Thompson, who just passed away. Um, he, he, in I don't know exactly the year, but there was a Proposition 48 mm-hmm. that the NCAA said that all incoming athletes had to reach had a standardized test like the SAT I remember that, yeah. and, and, and be able to have a certain grade point to play in division with basketball. Right. And it would like cut out a bunch of... Yeah. Right. So John Thompson says, I think this is very unfair to these black athletes that are basketball players especially. Mm-hmm. We're coming in because of the circumstances that they may be coming in and even the educational process. Yeah. And he took his team Mm-hmm. Georgetown. Yep. Off the court, they were going to, they were going to play the uh, University of Connecticut Huskies. Mm-hmm. Took them off the court in protest of Proposition Forty Eight. And look at what happened. Look at what happened. That's what it's about. That's what it, you got to take a stand. Exactly. And, and you got to bring something to the table. <laughs> That's how to take a stand. That's how they take a t- stand. No, yeah. yeah, and that was good because. Especially since he just passed. Yes. I feel like that's a good yes. bit of sports yeah. history for that. Big John Thompson was a dynamic person. First of all, um, AI, Alan Iverson said he saved his life. Right. Probably did. Because something happened with him in high school. Oh, the, and the yeah. team, none of the schools wanted him anymore. And guess who still did? I'm going to tell you something about, he came from Virginia Beach. Newport News. Newport News. Shout out to Kita. Shout out Kita to Kita. Did she went there too? No, no, no. She didn't go there. She like lived there. Guess who else is from there? What? Who else? The Vic brothers. Oh yeah, yeah, my, my yeah, yeah, yeah. They have some athletes coming out of there. There's nothing to do out there. Well, then there are probably some crazy folks out there. Yeah, absolutely. But, <laughs> but uh, they have some great athletes. So, so yeah, shout out to AI saying that, um, and he probably did. Yeah, I uh, believe that. Um, I became an AI fan, matter of fact, when um, George um, Georgetown was playing Villanova. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And uh, he did this crossover move against Villanova at 6-1 and went up in jam. I said, my God. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, John Thompson just, he, John Thompson was about 6'10". He's a big man. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, there was a story and how he looked out for these brothers about saving their lives. There was like a, um, we'll say, a, 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 a man in the D.C. area that was into the underground economy. Mm-hmm. And John Thompson took Wilborn mm-hmm. out in his kit and looking for this gentleman. Mm-hmm. He went to the bars, gas stations, where he might be hanging around. Right. Word got out, the brother came to John Thompson. He says, hey, I want you to leave my ball players alone. That's crazy. These are my people. And he did, didn't he? And he did. Exactly. So, See? That's what happens when he's 6'10". That's what... People don't want to play. All right, bet. Cool. You right. got it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's a good story. Ready for a damn right and nix it? Certainly. Let's do it. All right. The first one. Is the bubble a modern day plantation? As I was saying earlier. Yeah. Yes, because of the isolation. Uh, the being able to be monitored. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to be disciplined if you get outside of the bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had what the way modern day police forces were were slave people uh, slave hunters right. and they were p- going out and police policing and looking for runaway slaves. Right. Um, I always t- just a side note, I always tell people that because people get so confused at what's going on with the police and just like there's that background in like the trauma that America caused, that like the underlying of racism in other places. And, 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 that's and, and, why the that's why the police are like this. Exactly. This is what they were built on. This is what this is how they were established. <laughs> exactly. Right. So when people see this, it's terrible. It shouldn't happen now. However, that's what the history of the police right. is like. <laughs> and when you and it's hard to um, change people's minds, especially when. Uh, the people who are telling the story mm-hmm. will tell the story the way you want, they it. want it. Exactly, yeah. So you're saying damn right it is. Yes. Modern day. Okay, cool. Um, I could see that. I'm saying nix it though, only because like they're having their families on. Like now. Well, the families just came this week. Yeah, I was about to say now, currently, Dude, this what? week, no. However, previously, damn right. Because it was. Like, I couldn't imagine being trapped. Even though it's, like, fancy places, they're getting whatever food. Like, you still can't leave. I don't I don't like that that idea. <laughs> that Hell, just stuck. <laughs> I, I, I was upset not seeing you when you went to college at Barry. Oh, no. There was a reason I went all the way down here. <laughs> but <laughs> the next one is, do you think the NBA should have returned when it did? Damn right or next it? Like, you think... They should have returned it. They should have continued this boy boycott. Uh, damn right. Um, they they knew that uh, they made a, a, a statement. Right. That's the important piece. And another thing, if they stopped, mm-hmm. I don't know if all of these individuals mm-hmm. would go back home during a pandemic mm-hmm. and be able to have a voice or uh, a platform to say. Got you. Like by keeping the games going, going it's keeping the platform. Pla- you, you got TNT, yeah. you got ESPN, right. you got ABC. They're talking about it still. But yeah. if you shut down the game, you hey, LeBron could go to LA, right. but there's some of these younger 
brothers. That's true. That, 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 and even that white silence. will be silent because they don't have that platform to continue to support. And plus, having, because we have this media piece, mm-hmm. they have all these Twitter and Twitters and they're tweeting to different people. Mm-hmm. So it's keeping... That's true. It's keeping it, it going. going. I see right. what you're... I like your perspective because I was going to say Nixon. I feel like they should have stopped. I'm not going to say they should have stopped completely. I feel like maybe they could have kept it going a little bit longer. Like they only boycotted like a game or two. I feel like they could have stopped for like a week. And, you know, just to really shake it up. Well. But I, I get exactly what you're saying. But I hear what you're saying also. Because I'm getting back to the Paul George piece. Mm-hmm. There's maybe they needed a respite yeah. for a week, a two or three, because they've been playing every other game. That's day. what I'm saying, yeah. They might have needed a respite for a period of time. Like now just to they, get themselves back together. Just so they can chill, that yeah. they can talk about these situations, and then and, and they have these games. Yeah. So I, 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 can, I can see that there, for some of them, it might have been a good mental health break. For right, them. if they would have stopped for a little bit longer. Yes. And the last one, well, we kind of went over this. They're using the the large stadiums and sports arenas. Right. Damn right. Damn right. No, no doubt way. about it. Uh, we we have to support that. I hope that more cities that have um, stadiums and facilities, and mm-hmm. you know, even even these small like Penn State. Yeah. Penn State Stadium holds a hundred thousand people. So yeah, all those insanity. all those rural people in the center of Pennsylvania can go up there and say, well. We can we can sit down at Penn, in Penn State Stadium, Nittany Lions Stadium, mm-hmm. because they couldn't do it during the football season. Exactly. Now they can. And know something, and they could have a whiteout. They could. <laughs> right. <laughs> they absolutely could. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely could, because there's nothing out there. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I've went a little bit too far. <laughs> but they could. There's yes. nothing yes. out there. Right. So. But, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I definitely think if the stadiums aren't being used, put it to use. Ann Arbor, 100,000. Uh, Columbus, Ohio with Ohio State, another yeah. 100,000. You know, they have these facilities. And if you're, if you're going to have a problem with, you know, people, you know. Not being able to vote. vote or, and to vote. And, yeah. and if you don't have enough. Well, and, you're, and, they ha- and there's long waiting lines. You've seen the long waiting lines during the primaries. Right. At least give the individuals a place to sit down and you know, open up some of the concession stands. Yeah, get some so, money back. <laughs> sell some hot dogs. Right, people will buy them. Yeah, hot right? dogs. You could sell them for stadium prices. Yeah. Five dollars, they'll probably buy it. Well, you couldn't have beer or anything like that. Right. But, but some refreshment. Yeah, yeah so why not? Make, make it an event. Exactly. That's my piece. Like tailgating. Right, except for voting. Exactly. I feel that. Somebody might take take this up. Right, they should. There's still time. Right. We got, they to, got some time. You're right. Got like a month. We got more than no, November third, October, November, September, yeah. October, November. Yes, yeah, two, yeah. Months. two months. Perfect. Well, that's it. That's everything for today. Hey, that was a good eighteen. It was. It was an intense eighteen. Sound, <laughs> sounded really good too. It did. Wow. So Thank. thanks for joining us again. This is like less about sports, more about a revolution, but we made it. It's the real deal. It is. Um, Catch us next week for another episode of Mad About Sports. And I have to thank you for giving a great number 18. Thank you for co-signing it, you know? (laughs) And thank you for listening to us and uh, stay safe. Stay safe, stay healthy. Peace.